Destination Morocco is excited to announce our new supporters platform where you can show your support for the podcast. Since early 2022, we have delighted in sharing with you the best of Morocco. Great travel advice, cultural insights, conversations with fellow travelers, and our own personal recommendations drawn from a lifetime of experiences. After all, we are proudly Moroccan-owned and operated with the mission to be genuine and trustworthy leaders in Moroccan tourism. Now, you can contribute directly to the podcast and help us continue this mission. Whether five, eight, or ten dollars, a one-time or a monthly commitment, your support is greatly appreciated and keeps the podcast going strong. Follow the link in the podcast show notes or go to coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com and simply search for the word Morocco. See you there. Welcome to the Destination Morocco podcast, the show that takes you away to the beautiful country of Morocco. I am your host, Azadeen El Mustakim. In each episode, we explore Moroccan culture, history, attractions, and activities. Real and practical information coming from experienced travelers and native Moroccans like myself. And now, let's go exploring. How's everybody doing today? Wonderful. Cool. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. Yeah, nice to see everybody here. We'll keep an eye on our chat here. If people have questions about languages, things they like translated, things they like to understand, that's our theme today. We've been doing, I've been really enjoying the cultural series you guys have been doing the last month or so, learning a bit more about the history of uh, the Berber people, the Amazir, and some of that background. It's been fun. So this really taps into that, the language, and, and we really want to look at it from a practical side. So if you're traveling in Morocco, day-to-day stuff, and, and there's tons that we can go through. We've tried to pick out kind of just some key phrases here in the time that we have. But, um, yeah, you know, you're in the bazaar and you're in the souks and stuff and you want to try to barter and order some stuff. You're at a restaurant, you're with your guides and your drivers at the Riyadh. Just basic things. How do you introduce yourself? How do you say hello? Things like that. So that's what we're going to chat about today. It's going to be fun. Looking forward to it. We were talking a bit before here about part of this is a bit of giving a bit of context because... Morocco is part of the fascinating thing about Morocco is that we're not talking about just one language. There's many, many. Now, you guys will tell me and, and our audience about this, but just how many languages and how many dialects there are. So to try to give, make this as practical and useful as possible, you can see everyone watching that we've shared our screen and we have this uh, kind of spreadsheet here with some phrases. But you'll see the key is there's Darija, there's French, and there's Berber because you're going to be exposed to all three of those as you travel around Morocco. So first we're going to learn about kind of where you would hear which language and in what context to try to be prepared. So let's talk a bit about Darija and even what is Darija, because probably not a lot of people really know what that is. So Azdin, can you give us a bit of context about that? Darija is basically, it's really uh, a combination of different languages that are spoken in Morocco. It contains some French, some Spanish, Arabic, German, um, and some some Berber as well. It's basically spoken throughout Morocco. There's a different bits and pieces that are different from one region to the next. 
you know, if you're talking the north side versus Marrakesh region, the Huz region, the middle, then if we're talking the, the southern part of Morocco, then we have the Berber or the Amazigh language, which is spoken in the Rif Mountains in the north side of Morocco, then the Atlas Mountains, then the Sus region, Agadir. Uh, then we have the southern part of Morocco as well. So this, I would say, probably the four maybe different dialects when it comes to, to Berber language. Then we have the French language, uh, which is really uh, spoken, I would say, in, in the major cities, the big cities. Uh, then when you go to the north side, there's uh, Spanish is, is strong. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are quite a bit of languages that are spoken in Morocco. So in, in one household, people will probably speak a minimum of two languages, uh, depending on what that family is from. Morocco is known as uh, a multilingual country, so it has two official languages, which is the modern Arabic and the Berber language. Also, French is extremely useful, especially because of the uh, historical colonial of the uh, Moroccan country. And in order like to interact with locals, it's quite necessary to be aware at least of these three languages. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Morocco is diverse in terms of languages. So it just well, I want to add to what Astin just said. In Morocco, we have like, I can say 99% of the Moroccans are Berbers, by the way, just to clarify this idea. And then the Arabic is very famous nowadays because most of the generations, especially the modern generations of, of Moroccans, are converted into, into Arabs because of the new system, educational system in Morocco. So um, most of the, of the kids right now, uh, especially, the, you found that parents still speak Berber, but the kids, they speak Arabic. French is very common. Most of the people, they think that French is an official language in Morocco. It's not right. The official language is Arabic, as Hebe mentioned, and Tamazight, uh, Berber, because we, we talk about the three dialects of Berber in Morocco, but the official language of Berber, it's called Tamazight. Tamazight or the Amazigh language, which is the official language in Morocco since 2012, which is becomes, after the change of the constitution, it becomes new, second official language of the Kingdom of Morocco. Right. You can correct my spelling. I'm going to write things down, but correct my spelling if it's Because, well, it goes back to the episodes, right? The last month, you know, learning about this stuff and keeping it straight. Cause I really, I mean, I've been doing this show. We've been doing this show for two years and I've heard the terms and maybe I wasn't paying attention enough, but now I know like the Rija is kind of the Moroccan name for Moroccan Arabic. Right. Yes. And now we know Berber, Amazir, same thing. We like to say Amazir, of course. And Tamazight is the Amazir language. Here's a question then. How similar, if any, is there between Tamazight, Berber language, and Darija? Are they similar at all? Do they mutually understand each other? Are they similar words? Yeah. Uh, Tamazight is not uh, like Arabic. In the modern cities, like uh, big cities like Marrakesh, for example, and if you found people uh, speaking Berber or speaking Tamazight, they mix it with Arabic. You can understand it a little bit. But if you go to the mountains, to the southern part of Morocco, to the Rif Mountains, for example, to the Sous region, Agadir and the Rhone, you will find that Tamazight is totally different than Darija. All the words, there is no comparison between between them. 
And in the big cities, as I say, there is a common because interculture with uh, French and Spanish words. So the people start speaking a mix of Berber, Arabic and French. Is it the kind of thing that people are just so used to being exposed to different languages, probably more in the cities, I guess, but that you people routinely talk to each other and use kind of two or three languages in the same sentence or the same conversation? Does that happen? That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, yeah that's correct. Especially when, the, when you speak with someone, for example, I can speak with Hiba, for example, in Berber or in Tamazight, we mix like French, Darija, Arabic Darija, and, uh, and Berber. So the three languages are mixed in one sentence. Together, yeah. Yeah, together. Yeah. And you probably throw in a bit of English too. <laughs> yeah, of course. I know that not all words are translated, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we used to talk last time and um, uh, I asked her, print me this and I just translated it from, um, I said it in Berber, uh, in English in a Berber way. I said, I find this fascinating because like, you know, I'm always interested in how people interact on a day-to-day basis as, as locals, you know, in different languages, right? Do you find like when you, if it's somebody you know, I suppose, you know, friends and coworkers, you would probably learn over time how to communicate with each other. If it's a stranger or someone you're meeting for the first time, does it take a bit of time to figure out, okay, what language are we going to speak? How much does the other person know of certain languages? Is it different with every person or does everybody kind of just mix it all together? It just depends. And I'll give you an example. Um, and also, it's from generation to generation. Like our generation, for the first time, we always speak in Darija. But then hmm. we look at each other, we hear the sentences or the accent, and then we say, are you Berber? Are you Amazigh? Oh, yeah. Then we flip it to, to Amazigh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. So, uh, you know, yeah. that's, yeah. So and for me, this is, this is how I've, you know, noticed it. And when I visit, that's, that's normally the case. But I also would like to, to hear Sam's experience yeah. in Hiba as well. Yeah, yeah. same for me, when, when I speak Arabic, all the people, I just start speaking with them. Oh, the first, the, because my, my Arabic is not correct, it's mixed with the Berber accent. So yes. most people, they say, are you Berber? So how do you know? Oh, from your accent. So you are yeah. not Arabic and that person. Yes. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Hiba, when she speaks, you can distinguish, you, you can't, for example, tell her that she is Berber, but me, first time you know that i am berber and we know yeah. each other from our faces our blood yes. for example we know yeah. i know someone i meet someone i know that he is berber or he is not yeah the the bone structure for the yeah place. yeah absolutely yeah. 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 yeah yeah so um hiba what's what's your take because i have a story yeah. I <laughs> Well, of course, when, for example, you're, you you interact with someone at first glance, for example, if uh, you talk with him like in, in Darija, for me, I feel most comfortable talking or speaking in Darija because my Berber, it's a bit not, I mean, not clear. Uh, whoever, when you find like that kind of intimacy with that person, so this is for me the right fit, for example. It, it depends on the intimacy or the engagement with that person in front of you. Okay, yeah. let's see. Yeah. You know, we are from Marrakesh, and comparing us or looking around, like in, in Morocco, when we talk to anybody from different cities, they know 
we are from Marrakesh because of our accent. It's just like compared to to a Texan accent or a Southern accent yeah. here in the U.S. We, we we speak a little bit slow, and we tend to extend the letters a little bit longer. You know. Mm. So my last visit, which is a few weeks ago, when I visited Morocco for the first time, I went to for dinner me and Sam, and the owner of the restaurant was showing us around and we were talking and they have kind of you know you can order them out of the menu but they also have a buffet style which is really really nice and she started talking to me and talking to sam and she said ask me if i was a berber she said that i have a berber accent which i have i have yeah. never in my life somebody told me that i have a berber accent i mean when when you hear sam speak the deliger you know he has a berber accent uh, for the locals, maybe uh, foreigners, maybe kind of difficult for them to identify or recognize. But I was very surprised when she said that. Pleasantly yeah. surprised because I, yeah. I, I did not yeah. think that I had a Berber accent, especially I don't speak yeah. Berber fluently all the way, even though I would love to one day. But uh, yeah, that, that was my, my, my story mm. for the last time I visited. Yeah. yeah, the accent gives us away. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> is there a uh, an emotional connection with the Berber language then for most people? Like, well, is Darija more common that people would speak? But as you're talking, like you, you know, a lot of words and stuff in Berber, but maybe not completely fluent. But is it a source of identity then for people, the Berber yes. language? Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll start first. Let me tell you something, Ted. The Berber language opens doors for you in Morocco. Yeah. Let's say me and Sam went, especially, I'm going to say it, especially when you go to Agadir or the Swiss region, let's say I'm looking for a place to stay. I go in, I say, hey, I'm looking for a hotel. It's the last minute. Oh, no, we don't have anything. Then Sam comes in and, and he speaks to them in Berber. He'll get the president's suite. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So... There's a connection between us Berbers. It doesn't matter where we're from, the north, the south, the middle. Yeah. Once you know somebody's Berber, there's there's a certain trust that comes with it. And this is our perception. This is how we were raised and built. For me, at least, because what I have just said, this example, is, it actually happened to me and a friend in Agadir. This is back in 2005. It's It doesn't happen in all the cities. It doesn't happen all the time. But... When you're a Berber and you're dealing with other Berbers or Amazigh, they really tend to go above and beyond to help and assist. And you can see this, the same trend goes into the, the tourism industry, that people are willing to do for you what a lot of others are not. And that's the reason, one of the reasons a lot of people, they, they love experiencing the Berber culture. They love spending time with the Berber family, whether it's lunch or dinner or overnight stay. So it's just, it's incredible. This has been my personal experience. Yeah, you can feel that relation between you and... If you said, for example, for someone that you are a Berber, uh, you can notice a big smile on his face. And of course, he will assist you with whatever he can do for you. Of course, that serves a lot. Especially, I want to add, especially in business, when we we want to deal with someone throughout Morocco, it's not only in Marrakesh or other parts, but to whole Morocco, when you want to do business with someone, and he asked you, for example, are you a Berber? And you said, yes. Then you would like 90% to do business with that person, even if he is not Berber, he is Arabic, for example, or is Arab, or is mm-hmm. French or something. He, they understand because they know that Berbers are trustworthy and they are 
good people so word is word and when he says something and he can do it if he can't he said no i can do, i can't do it so the the people especially in terms of business they prefer to do business with berbers mm-hmm. well this is important in terms of context so maybe let's look at where we would use each language and then we can get into some of these phrases here so for instance if we're going to learn some phrases in darija as a traveler kind of mainstream destinations perhaps but are we able to use those phrases no matter where you go in the country in most times Or, yes okay yes yeah and then how about berber like where would you most be actually using that on a daily basis especially in rural areas for example Yeah, southern part Mountain of the Mountain area, yes, yes yeah. northern part, southern part, yeah. The the middle Atlas Mountains as well, yeah. yeah. So less so in Casablanca areas, I guess, Rabat? French. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, in Casablanca, there is many Berbers. I can say like 60% of the population in Casablanca are Berbers, especially okay. from western western part of Morocco, like Sous, Agadir, Taroudant, and the Rhône. They are all, all most of them Berbers. Yeah. Well, in that case, I mean, because I would think, you know, if people are learning languages and especially if they enjoy doing that and it's fun, that's great. But there's a lot to learn. And if you want to choose which phrase or which language I should bring out in a certain situation, right? Um, do you recommend learning Darija first because it's more common or, or because I'm really hearing what you're saying about making the connection with people? Can you focus more on Berber knowing that there's a pretty good chance people would understand it? I would say Darija first, yeah. uh, because it's definitely the number one most common language. Uh, even though there's a little bit of variation, be, you know, from the north to the south part, but definitely say Darija first. Then Berber is definitely helpful, and also the French. You know, the French language is is phasing out, but you can barely see that change now. But the change will be more visible maybe a decade from now. It's still a very important language to communicate in Morocco. And when you're in the north side, Spanish is definitely very helpful as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree on that person. Yes. Yeah, we found that when when we were in Morocco last year, and uh, our driver spoke a bit a bit English, but he was much more comfortable in French, yeah. and of course Berber and Darija, I guess too. But uh, for us, at least, we knew some French coming from Canada, so we could communicate with him. So, and I mean, most travelers, whether from North America, Europe, etc you'll probably have a little more familiarity with French, at least, than you would with the Rija, at least in terms of vocabulary, you know, numbers and things like that. So you might be able to make some of those connections that way. It was nice being able to talk to him instead of just kind of, you know, yes. nodding and yeah. yes, no. Yeah. But like how mutually intelligible is Darija or Moroccan Arabic and the mainstream Arabic in Egypt and places okay. like that? Is it- That's a really really good question uh we feel like we are spies in morocco because we can understand all of them but they cannot understand us okay yes we are yes. special <laughs> yes i agree we can understand egyptian egyptian dialects for example or egyptian egyptian arabic but they couldn't understand our our dialects yes yeah yeah, yeah. egypt yeah. lebanon jordan saudi yes. arabia emirates yeah. Yeah. iraq We do understand all of that, their language. Um, yeah. hmm. There's a little bit of difference, obviously, from country to country, but we do, we, we, we recognize the differences because of TV and movies and stuff like that. But yeah. unfortunately, yeah. they cannot understand us. It just sounds to them like, you know, just a motion 
yes. of the language. Yeah. Uh, yes. So. Interesting. Yeah, I was wondering about that. The other thing that I wanted to mention is I just came back from Morocco and um, I was very grateful and very fortunate to record a complete section or a complete theme of the Darija language, how to say from mm -hmm. English to Moroccan dialect, Darija. Uh, Hiba was involved, uh, Sam was involved as well, and I, I cannot really thank him enough because uh, this project, we worked on it a year and a half, honestly, for yeah. a year and a half, uh, from start to finish. In between, there's a lot of breaks, obviously, but it took a lot of us to work on it, but it was so much fun. It was incredible. I'm so proud of, of you guys. I've seen some examples. I'm not sure if you want to share some or that video that we have with the audience on this, on this session, Ted. We're going to start posting some of those sessions, as we discussed earlier, probably twice a week. Most of them will live on YouTube Shorts, then on TikTok than Instagram. And to follow us in all those platforms, it's at Destination Morocco. So it's the same name in all these three platforms. Let's see if this will work. So how do we say hi or hello? Okay, good. Salam. How do we say as a respond to hi or hello? Alaikum salam. Okay. Bye. Salama. Thank you. Shukran. You're welcome. La shukra ala wajib or marhaba. Excuse me or pardon me. Smih liya. Said it twice. Good. Well, there you go. So that's your little video. So that's one sample, right, of what you guys are recording. Yes. So hopefully you'll enjoy it because we definitely loved putting it together. Every second of it. So it's it's been really, really yeah. good. And hope it will that's help nice. you during your travel. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it looks like fun. Yeah. Well, that's kind of it. So, you know, this here today has been lots of fun to talk, chat about languages. And we had a bit of a plan, but we were just kind of being spontaneous. And the whole point is with these little videos is they're roughly 60, 90 seconds long, right? Yeah. And uh, so people can get those little snippets much easier, faster to consume and learn a few phrases at a time, which is handy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. Thank yeah. you for listening. Thank you to the viewers. Thank you very much. We're very grateful for you, for the opportunity. And if you need help planning your trip to Morocco, just keep us in mind. That's right. Yep. yep. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Thank Dad. you. Thank, Thank you, you, Dad. Thank you, Azri. Thank, Thank you, Eva. I love you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. You have traveled the world, but Morocco's allure beckons you. Destination Morocco is here to create the perfect once-in-a-lifetime Moroccan journey, tailored exclusively to your desires. Let us craft an itinerary that unlocks the secrets of this mesmerizing land just for you. For a luxurious, bespoke Moroccan adventure of a lifetime, visit destinationsmorocco.com. That's destinations with an S morocco.com and let us turn your dreams into reality your amazing moroccan experience awaits